Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, PIWC. Praise the Lord, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We thank the Lord for gathering us here together to worship and to honor him and to receive of what he has in store for us. Amen. Uh, we're also excited to have the Jima family joining us for service today. And I believe the Lord is going to speak to our hearts. And he's going to minister in his own special way. Hallelujah. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, we need you. Come, sweet Spirit. We pray, oh, come in your strength and your power, come in your own special way. Can we declare this song to our God? Come, Holy Spirit. Come on, hallelujah. Come, sweet spirit. Sweet spirit, we pray. Oh, come in your strength and your power. Under the bosa, come in your own special. Oh, Lord, come in. Lift up your voice and begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. As the word of the Lord is coming, prepare your heart, prepare your mind to be receptive to the word of God. That it will fall on fertile That it will fulfill the purpose of the we are ready, Lord. We are ready. My heart is ready to receive. My mind is ready to receive. What you have prepared, O God, for us today. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will move in your own special way. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you are here and you are seated upon your throne. And Lord, we ask that you take charge of this day's service. May you minister to the hearts and souls of men and women gathered here today. 
I pray, Father God, that your word will come to perform and to do that which you have sent it forth. We honor you. We bless you in Jesus' matchless name. And can all the saints of God shout a big amen. Amen. Come on, shout a big amen. Amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Beloved, we are gathered here today to receive a special word from the Lord. And the title for today's message is Thriving in the Power of the Spirit. Tell your neighbor, you need to thrive in the power of the Spirit. Come on, tell them you need to thrive in the power of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Beloved, there is one thing that we must understand as a church and as, as, as a people that have been called by God. That we are not here on the face of this planet bought and purchased by the blood of Jesus just to survive, just to exist. Hallelujah. But Jesus bought us with his precious blood for a reason. Amen. And he gave us his Holy Spirit as a seal that we are sons and daughters of the Most High. And those that are of Christ have been given the Spirit of God to walk in the power and the authority that Jesus Christ walked on. Amen. If Jesus walked on water, he is saying, my spirit is upon you to do the same. Actually, he says, these things that you do, you see me do, greater shall you do. Hallelujah. So so to stay by the end of today's message, I want you to understand that there is greatness in you. Hallelujah. There is greatness in me. The church has the greatest power that the world needs. Hallelujah. And we are called to transform and to bring the change that God expects us to see in our world today. Amen. Before I get too excited, our pastor and first lady are not here today. They're in Atlanta joining the church and the saints there for the retirement service of evangelist Omani Yaboa, and that's why we're not seeing them here today, but I know they're here with us in spirit. Hallelujah. Church, I want us to understand that the Holy Spirit is the believer's advantage. The Holy Spirit is the believer's advantage. When you read John 16, verse 7, it says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, who is also the comforter, who is your advocate, who is your counselor and your intercessor, the helper, who is also your strengthener, will not come. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And before Jesus ascended into heaven, he promised us the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And he says, this Holy Spirit will come and overshadow you with power. Hallelujah. So the church must understand that we've been called to thrive in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's something that we must understand. Most of the time when we read the Old Testament, we get excited of hearing about the Elijahs, of hearing about the Samsons, of hearing about the Davids, of hearing about the men and women of old that God used mightily. But there is something that you have that they never had. You have the inhabitation of the Spirit, but they had the visitation of the Spirit. So many of us, we've gotten too used to the visitation of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord, we want to see your visitation today. God is saying, no, I am not interested in visiting my people, but I want to abide and reside inside of them that which I gave to Jesus for him to perform, that which Jesus Christ was able to do. Same is promised for the sons and daughters of the kingdom of God. So there is something that we must understand, church, 
That when we give room and we make room, and we talked about capacity, making room for the Spirit of God to have the seat of our hearts, then we allow God to take our total being and begin to reign and do great and mighty things in our lives. Tell me about a powerful woman of God. Tell me about a powerful man of God. There is no secret to it. They have made room for the Holy Spirit. Tell me about a mere believer that just walks on the planet. Tell me about a believer that just lets anything happen in their life. And they have not allowed the Spirit of God to take absolute control over their lives. So many of us, we want some of the Holy Spirit. We want part of the Holy Spirit. But I am here to let you know that the Holy Spirit is a full package. And he comes with the power and the greatness of God. So the Holy Spirit has not just marked us as sons and daughters, but he has also come to empower us. What has he come to empower us to do? To do the will of the Father just as Jesus did. To execute kingdom agenda on this earth. If there is no sickness in heaven, then God is saying sons and daughters of the kingdom are born with divine health. If Jesus knew no sickness in his body, then you and I have been crowned with divine health as well. And as the word of God is coming forth, I want to declare over somebody that is sick, that receives strength in the name of Jesus. Because you have been healed and purchased by the precious blood of Jesus, which bore your sins and took away every infirmity. The Holy Spirit also comes to empower us to destroy the works of Satan. You know where God has placed Satan under? He is under our feet. So Jesus says, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions. There was a snake that appeared in the Garden of Eden and deceived Adam and Eve. But that same snake, Jesus is saying, that sons and daughters of my kingdom, those that have been marked with my spirit, you will tread over Satan. And I want you to understand that Satan has no control over your life. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And if God lives inside of you and his spirit resides in you, then the devil and his enemies and his camp cannot touch your life. Because you have been protected and shielded by the power of the Most High. Lastly, we have been empowered to depopulate the kingdom of darkness and to populate the kingdom of heaven. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, Jesus says this, And behold, I am sending forth the promise of my Father. Somebody shout promise. Somebody shout promise. Church, God did not promise us healing. God did not promise us blessings. God did not promise us the things that we want. But God promised us the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit encapsulates all these things that I'm talking about. If Jesus only promised us salvation, then he would limit us to just being saved. Hallelujah. But he said he promised us his Holy Spirit. And this Holy Spirit comes with salvation. This Holy Spirit comes with the blessings of God. This Holy Spirit comes with the joy of the Lord. This Holy Spirit comes with the presence of the Lord. This Holy Spirit comes with the peace of God. And above all, he comes with healing. And most importantly, he comes with power. And I pray that by the time we leave here, all of us will become aware 
of the power God has bestowed upon us, and we'll begin to walk in it in the name of Jesus. I have written down here, the Holy Spirit comes with the full package of all we need to excel in our walk of faith. He comes with the full package of all we need and desire to excel in our walk of faith. Secondly, he is the source of power in the kingdom and gives power to those who are connected to him. I want to ask you a question today. Are you connected to the spirit of the Lord? If you're connected to the Holy Spirit, then he says he's your source of power. Hallelujah. Many of us have appliances in our home. As I'm preaching to you now, there is power operating in everything that we do. If the lights were to be turned off, if the power were to be cut out, this place will be pitch black. Hallelujah. Our appliances are functioning because of power, and that power is electricity. Beloved, I want you to know that God is saying you can function and operate in the fullness of my grace because of the power that I have given to you through my spirit. The Holy Spirit is the source of power for our very existence and operation. We can't live without him, and we cannot do anything without him. Hallelujah. It is an error and a great loss for us just to limit the Holy Spirit to certain areas of our lives. He's a limitless God. He's the God of impossibilities. With him, all things are possible. So when we limit the Holy Spirit to certain areas of our life, it is to our disadvantage. But I told you the scripture, the Bible says in John 16, 7, that the Holy Spirit is your advantage. And Jesus said, it is important that I go because I was sent the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. And when the Spirit of God is in full operation in the believer's life, he or she walks in power. Remember, our topic for today is thriving in the power of the Spirit. So let's talk about some of the power that the Holy Spirit comes with. When the Holy Spirit comes, he comes with convicting power. Somebody shout convicting power. When you read John 16, verse 8 to 9, it says, And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin. And of righteousness and of judgment. Not only is he going to convict us of sin, and most of us understand that, but he also convicts us of righteousness. Righteousness. And he will also convict us of judgment. That means he's coming with power to save, he's coming with power to sanctify, and he's coming with power to glorify us. Hallelujah. And this power is found in him. Hallelujah. Number two, he comes with creative power. Somebody shout creative power. We understand from Genesis that the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters. And when God spoke the word, let there be, let there be was encapsulated, was wrapped up into the, by the Holy Spirit. And that brought into existence everything that we see. So God the Father shouts the name of Jesus, let there be, because Jesus in the beginning was the word who is Jesus Christ. And the Spirit of God wraps up in Jesus Christ. So we see when Mary was about to give birth to the Lord, the Bible says that the angel came to Mary and says that the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. 
and what you shall bring forth shall be a holy thing. And his name shall be called Jesus because he is to be the savior of the world. Beloved, I want you to understand that there is life and death in your mouth. And everything that you declare and decree by the word of God, it is wrapped up and it is, it, it is, it is incumbent on the Holy Spirit to make sure it comes to pass. Hallelujah. If you're preaching, if you're declaring according to the will of God, since the Spirit helps you pray according to the will, it is His responsibility and duty to make sure it happens. And I pray that we'll get into the Word. Hallelujah. The creative power. Job 33 verse 4 says, The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. Hallelujah. Does somebody need life today in your organs, in your cell? I want you to know that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you shall receive life. Because he creates and he turns things that are dead into life. Hallelujah. Psalm 104 verse 30 says, Thou sendest forth thy spirit, and they are created. All the beauty we see around us, the mountains, the trees... The sky, it was sent forth by the Spirit, and they were created. Hallelujah. And I love this part, and I want you to understand that God has also placed in you and I the creative power. In the book of Exodus, chapter 31, verse 1 to 3, or verse 1 to 4, let's read the scripture. It says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, See, I have called by name Bezalel. The son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And listen to this. It says, I have filled him with the spirit of God. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship to design artistic works to work in gold and silver and in bronze, in cutting jewels for setting and carving wood, and to work all manner of workmanship. Why do I read this scripture? I want you to understand that whatever gift God has placed in you as a believer, as a child of God, and even I would say for non-believers, whatever gift God has placed in you comes from the Spirit of God. So he gives us understanding. He gives us the wisdom. He gives us the knowledge that we need to work in every capacity that he has endowed us to work in. So there is creative power in you and I. You may have a business idea here. Stop sleeping on it. God is saying, my spirit will give you the wisdom. My spirit will give you the understanding. My spirit will guide you to start that business. God is saying, I've given you the gift of music. And just like David played and the evil spirit evaporated from the life of Saul. So when you stand to sing because you're endowed with the spirit of my creative power, that same spirit is upon you. You may play the harp. You may play the instrument. God is saying, I have endowed you with creative power what eyes have not seen what ears have not heard what has not entered into the minds of men those are the things that God has prepared for those of us that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose and his will so there is something in you that the world has yet to experience 
and by the Spirit of God, that, fruit, that thing is going to be on earth and birth. And Elder George preached on Friday and says that September is the month of birthing. In this month of birth, and God is going to bring into fruition everything that is in us. Hallelujah. And I pray in the name of Jesus that that creative power will be upon somebody. And you will stop being held back by fear and timidity. And say, Lord, because you have placed this in me, I'm moving in faith. And I'm walking in faith by the power of your spirit in me. Hallelujah. This Holy Spirit comes with the power of love. The power of love. If the world needs anything to experience, that is the love of God. And when they understand that the price that Jesus paid was for us and our sin, he says the spirit of the Lord will also convict them of righteousness. And that same spirit will also convict them of judgment. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 5 verse 5 says, Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hallelujah. I like how the NLT puts it. Uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 5b. For we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Hallelujah. Church, if God is love and he has given us his spirit of love, then the expectation for us as sons and daughters of his kingdom is to walk in love. If God is love, and if he has given us the spirit of love, then the expectation and requirement for us as sons and daughters of the Most High who carry his identity and his DNA is to walk and to live in love. And I am not talking about Joshua and Nicola. I'm not talking about Eros love. I'm not talking about the love of phileos, but we're talking about agape love. A love that is unconditional and is selfless. A love that keeps no record of wrong. A love that even goes beyond loving those that love us and loving our enemies. Hallelujah. That is the love. So scripture says that while we were yet sinners, Christ, God demonstrated his love to us. That he allowed Jesus Christ to die on the cross for us. He didn't die on the cross because we're righteous. He didn't die on the cross because we do everything perfect and we obey the laws of God. He died on the cross for us while we were yet sinners. And by this grace, he has called us into his manifold blessings. And we must also let the world experience the love of God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit comes with the power of prayer. Somebody shout prayer. Somebody shout prayer, 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 prayer. Beloved, in order for us to execute the promises of God and to do what God has destined us to do in this life, we must enter into that place of prayer consistently without season and without fainting. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27 says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how we ought to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts what, uh, knows what the mind of the Spirit is. Because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. 
what a lovely prayer partner the Holy Spirit is. When we are short of words, when we have no more to say, he is still making intercession for us. When we are sleeping, he is making intercession for us. That doesn't mean we should not pray. That doesn't mean we should cease praying. But he's saying that pray as much as you can. But when you have come to your failing point, when you have come to your down point, and you can't pray anymore, I, the Holy Spirit, who is with you and is your partner in crime, I will keep praying for you. So some of the promises that we're seeing in God, and, and I was telling Elder Jima, yes, I was like, Daddy, you're blessed. Hallelujah. You know, uh, he's blessed. Let's just keep it like that. He, he knows what I mean. I, I was telling him, Daddy, you're blessed. And a lot of us, uh, our parents are, are blessed to have sons and daughters that are worshiping at the feet of Jesus Christ, doing great and mighty things in society and being a blessing to our community. Hallelujah. It is because our parents taught us about Jesus Christ, and we also desired about the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is bringing into fruition the things that are embedded in us by the power of God. So when we can't pray, he is making intercessions for us. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18 says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying. Tell your neighbor, keep on praying. Somebody says that the work is prayer and prayer is work. Hallelujah. We have got to keep on praying, church. There is never a time that we should come and say that we are satisfied with, uh, with prayer. Because if Jesus prayed in the morning, prayed at dawn, prayed at the midnight hour, after a whole day of ministry, then we as believers must also do the same. Hallelujah. And we must allow prayer to be our food. I like what scripture says in Zechariah 12 verse 10. Zechariah 12, verse 10, and I will just read the part A. It says, And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. The desire of God is to pour out a spirit of supplication and grace over our lives. And since that grace has become our portion, we must as a church continue in prayer ceaselessly. Amen. The Holy Spirit with the power of healing. The power of healing. And I just read one scripture on that. Acts chapter 10 verse 30, 38. It says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good. What kind of good was he doing? And he was healing all that were oppressed with the devil, for God was with him. Child of God, God is with you. And he has also given you the power of healing. That when your son or your daughter or your mother or your auntie, your uncle is sick, you can also lay hands on them. And by the power of the Spirit in you, they will also receive strength and health in the name of Jesus. It is not just for a select few, but it is for those that are called by his promise as sons and daughters. And this is the part that I want to jump into a little bit more. He gives us power to witness. 
he gives us power to witness. And one scripture that we often read as a church, because we always read this church, uh, scripture whenever we're doing Holy Ghost services, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and all Samaria, and even to the outermost part of the earth. Now, when we understand the word witness, one of our deacons was ministering. He made us understand that witness is not just going and proclaiming what you've heard about Jesus Christ. To be a witness is to be to the point of the fact that you can become a martyr for Christ. How far are you willing to go to die for Christ? How far are you willing to go to die for the sake of the gospel? That is what a witness is. And it takes the Holy Spirit to empower us to have that mindset that God, no matter what we face, no matter what surrounds us, no matter what our difficulties may be, that we will always remain witnesses of you, even to the point of death. Those in Islamic religion have embraced this, and they're willing to die even for the wrong reasons. That they may die and go to heaven and get some, you know, some beautiful virgins to the glory of God. But that's not what we're thinking about here. We're being witnesses that we will depopulate the kingdom of hell so that the kingdom of heaven will be populated for the glory of God. It gives us power to witness. And I want you to understand that this was the desire of the early church. That when they received power, Peter had the courage and the boldness to stand up and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. That thousands will come to the saving grace of the Lord. Even to the point whereby they were smothered and then beaten up. And in Acts chapter 4, after they were released... Uh, Acts chapter 4, verse 29 to 31, after they were released by the uh, leaders of the Jewish uh, community, they went back, and this is the prayer they prays. It says, and now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal. And signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And verse 31 says this, And when they had prayed, prayer, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken. Hallelujah. There shall be a shaking when the Spirit arrives. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Hold up. I thought they were filled in the upper room with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Beloved, just because you got filled a month ago, a week ago with the Holy Spirit, doesn't mean that you don't need continuous filling. Hallelujah. If your phone needs continuous charging, then we also need to refuel and refill with the power of the Holy Spirit. So when we go forth, the reason why you're satisfied with the power that you got last week and last month and last year is you have not used the power that you were filled up with. If I, if I were to charge my phone and I do no activity on this phone, it would remain charged 100%. Maybe it may drop to 99%. Maybe it may drop to 90%. But as long as it still has 90% to 99% charge, there's no need for me to charge this phone. Beloved, when we're charged up and we have been energized and we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit, it is for us to go. Somebody shall go. 
Go and do the work of God, and he will refuel you and refill you with the power so you can do exceedingly greater things. So the same experience they had in the upper room after they were beaten down, they had the same experience again because they were not satisfied because their desire was to see men and women come to the saving knowledge of God. And they continued to speak the word of God with boldness. With boldness. And I want to preach today that if there's anything that we need in this dispensation, in this period of time that we are as a church, then what we need most is boldness. Because there are many threats against the church. There's many things that is limiting the church. But if we remain bold and relentless, then we will not be held back by whatever laws that are put in place. But we walk in the fullness of power that the Holy Spirit gives to us. May you receive the spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus. So remember, our topic today is thriving in the power of the spirit. And I just want us to look at the word thrive a little bit. It says to grow or develop well or vigorously, to prosper, to flourish, to blossom, to bloom, to boom, to be healthy, to be profitable, and to expand. So what we're talking about is that if the church of God is going to thrive in the power of the Spirit, then we must grow vigorously in the power of the Spirit. We must develop ourselves vigorously and well in the power of the Spirit. We must expand in the power of the Spirit. And most importantly, we must remain healthy in the power of the Spirit. Because when we have that connection, and we remain healthy in the power of the Spirit, every nutrient that we need, every strength that we need to execute God's plan on this earth, it shall come to pass. Let's look at the opposite of thriving. It's to decline. And the, this, this is the part that even I love most. It says to stagnate or to die. Beloved, if you're not thriving then either you're declining or you're stagnating or you're dying. And we refuse that upon the church in the name of Jesus. See, the dying part and the declining part, a lot of us will reject it. But I think the stagnation part, a lot of us will be like, yeah, God, yeah, you're right, God. This one, I, I, I'm, right? Because you received that revelation of God's word and you were satisfied. So that same revelation has been carrying you for the past two, three months. And you're stagnant. You're satisfied with where you are. We're satisfied with how filled this room is. And it's only filled today because of our sister Nicole and Elder Jima. Hallelujah. Welcome, Mr. and Mrs. We love you guys. Right? But there is more work for us to do as believers. And we cannot decline or we cannot stagnate. Or worst of all, die off while there is power in us. See, when the church is thriving in the power of the Holy Spirit, we become fruitful. When the church is thriving in the power of the Holy Spirit, we become unstoppable. We become impactful. We become influential. We become transformative. So people know that, hey, these ones here at PIWC have a different spirit upon them, and there is nothing that will stop them from living for God. 
And I pray that PIWC will become fruitful and impactful in our community and have influence wherever we go. On your social media platform, God has called you to be the influencer, not the one being influenced. Hallelujah. Because he has his power that is given to you. And all this is, the difference of the whole thing is, is the Holy Spirit. Even in the worst of circumstances and conditions, the Holy Spirit is able to make us thrive. So David says that, Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comforts me. Even at the point and the brink of death, you are still satisfied because the power of God is in you. You are fearless because the power of God resides in you. And most important, you, not, you do not fear death because you know there is greater joy ahead on the other side for us because we are in Jesus Christ. Isaiah 32, 15 says that until the spirit is poured upon us from on high, the wilderness becomes fruitful. And the fruit fulfilled is counted as a forest. Until the spirit is poured up from on high. And the wilderness become a fruit fulfilled. And the fruit fulfilled is counted as a forest. Church, I don't know what dryness, what wilderness experience you're having. But because of the spirit of the living God that resides in you, he is going to change that to a fruit fulfilled. And immediately, instantaneously, that fruit fulfilled shall become a forest to the glory of God. It's your marriage dry. God is saying that I'm going to turn it around and ignite love, understanding, and passion for you. That you will love the wife of your youth. And you will not even imagine of divorcing your wife. Why? Because I am reigniting every dryness that is in your life. In the name of Jesus, it's your finances dry. God says, it is me who gives you the power to make wealth. Hallelujah. And all silver and gold comes from him. And God is able to give you exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can think or imagine. Beloved, if you are in Christ Jesus and the spirit of God resides in you, there shall be no dryness in your life. Hallelujah. Why? Because the breath of the Almighty gives life. Hallelujah. Even if you're facing dry bones just like Ezekiel, God will say, speak to that dry bone. Speak to that dry bone of cancer. Speak to that dry bone of sickness. And there shall be healing. Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord resides in us. Students, are you struggling with a coursework? I've been there. And my dad is here today. He would tell you he wasn't happy. Hallelujah. But there is something. Even in moments when you feel like you're stepping back or you've been set backwards, God is saying that I'm getting you ready to elevate to a different level. So sometimes your setback is just a setup for a comeback for you in your life. And God is saying, don't let your setbacks hold you back and pull you down. Get up. Lift your head up again and know that my spirit lives in you. And as we wrap up, how can we get this power? And the only thing I can think of, I was trying to think of so many points to bring. And the only thing that the spirit of the Lord told me was stay plugged in. Stay plugged in. Stay connected. Stay connected. I don't know what you have to do to stay connected, 
But if you want to keep operating in the power of God, the Lord is saying stay connected. If you had an issue with your fridge and power is running through, you're going to look at other options. But as long as you know that the fridge is unplugged, then you know the source of the issue. Beloved, God is calling us to stay connected to him, to personal devotion on our own, through gatherings with the saints, hallelujah, through meeting, through ministry, whatever you need to do, through the reading of God's word, through prayer, whatever you need to do to stay connected, beloved, stay connected. Stay plugged in. Because at the point that you decide to unplug yourself out of the power of God, and the might of God, then you will experience decline. Then you will experience stagnation. Then you will experience death. But thanks be to God that he has given us power to overcome death. And this morning, he has given us power to thrive, to increase, to elevate, to experience the fullness of God's blessing in our lives. May the Lord bless his word and bless his church. Can we just be on our feet? Can we just be on our feet? Begin to thank the Lord. Begin to thank the Lord for his word. Begin to thank the Lord for his word. Begin to thank the Lord for his word. And I just pray that you, you have a different desire for the Holy Spirit now. A different passion to stay connected with the Holy Spirit. Lift up your voice in prayer. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, we thank you for your word today. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor, oh God. For the release of your word, oh God. Let it come to accomplish the reason why you have sent it, oh God. Let it come to fulfill the purpose for which it was sent, God. There is somebody here today, Lord God, that needs to go back and reconnect themselves to you. I pray in the name of Jesus that it shall be so in the name of Jesus. There is somebody here today that needs the conviction power of the Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord, that as your word has come forth, that you will convict them of sin, that you will convict them of righteousness, that you will convict them of judgment, oh God. There is somebody here today that needs to connect themselves to the healing power of your spirit, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus. May they experience that right now. Lift up your voice and pray at church. You are here, Holy Spirit. Have your way, oh God. Somebody ought to revive your prayer life right now. This is your moment and your chance to do so in the name of Jesus. Somebody has been disconnected from the church body, from the Christian body because of offenses. This is your time and your day to reconnect with God again by the power of the Spirit. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, release your power, release your glory, release your spirit over your people, Lord God, in the name of Jesus.
we are in the month of September. And as I mentioned earlier, it is the month of birthing. The Spirit of the Lord is ready to birth something new in all of us. And we must get into the position of childbirth to receive of the Lord. But before we proceed to that part, we just want to give anyone that is watching online and anyone that is here the opportunity to encounter Jesus Christ. He's the only reason why we're gathered here today. He's the only reason why we're worshiping here today. And I want you to know that Jesus is alive. And he rules and he reigns. And he's the king of the world and the king of the universe. And he is coming back again. I just want you to understand that Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And he wants to heal your heart and your soul of every hurt, of every sin, of every struggle, of every infirmity. If only you will surrender to him. So if you're here and you want to surrender your life to the Lord, I just want you to lift up your hand. If you're watching online, you can do so. Just say this prayer after me. And after you say this prayer, those watching online, just send a quick email to info at piwcworcester.org so we can connect with you and pray with you and help you grow in your walk of faith in the Lord. If you're here, just lift up your hand. If you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, if you find yourself declining in your walk of faith, if you find yourself stagnated in your walk of faith, this is the opportunity to rekindle and stir up that fire again so you can begin to do what God has called you to do and to begin to walk in the power and the boldness that he has placed in you. And just pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I thank you. That you died on the cross for me. That you came, oh Lord, to take my sins. Lord, today I stand before you as a sinner. I confess my sin. And I surrender my life to you. Come be my Lord. Come be my Savior. Come be my kin. And give me your spirit to live and walk for you. In Jesus' name. And if you pray that prayer, may the Lord bless you. Now we want to go to the next phase of our prayer today. God is ready to revive. God is ready to restore. God is ready to empower. But it takes those that are ready and open up to receive what he has in store for him to do that. I just want to pray this prayer and say, God, I am before you. And I have heard your word today. I come short of your word. Lord, refill me. Empower me, strengthen me, energize me, that I may walk in the power of your spirit. Lift up your voice in prayer. His spirit is ready to fill you. His spirit is ready to fill you. He will clothe you with his spirit. He will clothe you with his power. In the name of Jesus. Saying you're gonna thrive. Why? Because the spirit is with you. Why? Because you are plugged in to the source of power, which is the Holy Spirit. 
There is the sound of abundance of rain. There is rebirthing of purpose. There is rebirthing of destiny to the glory of the Lord in the name of Jesus. We want to pray this prayer. Lord, just as you poured your love in our hearts by your spirit, help me, Lord, to walk in love. In the selfless and unconditional love that you poured upon us, lift up your voice in prayer. That you will have compassion for lost souls. That you have compassion for family members that you know of that have not accepted the Lord as your personal Savior. That as a witness, you will let them know about Christ in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our next prayer, we want to pray. Lord, pour out on PIWC the spirit of grace and supplication. The Lord, we will be ceaseless in prayer. The Lord, we will desire prayer. When we wake up from our beds, we will pray. When we're driving in our cars, we will pray. When we find ourselves in our bedrooms, we will pray. When we face situations that seem difficult and too hard to, oh God, encounter, we will pray. Get pray that God will give you a heart and the grace of supplication. Lift up your voice in the name of Jesus. Lord, pour out the spirit of grace and supplication over PIWC, over your people, over your church, in the name of Jesus. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, your word says that we should pray always uh, in all manner of prayer and supplication uh, in the spirit of God. Uh, let prayer be our desire. Let prayer be our passion. We kindle the fire of prayer, oh God, that we will see mountains move, that we will see healing happen, that we will see your work and your might, oh God, in the lives of your people. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. A heart for prayer, a passion for prayer. When your disciples saw your heart and passion for prayer, they said, Lord, teach us how to pray. Our Father, may you teach us how to pray. May you give us a heart of prayer. Teach us how to pray like you did, Holy Spirit. Teach us how to pray like you did, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our next prayer. God, make me a witness. And with that, we want to pray this topic. Give me boldness and courage to utter your words of truth. Lord, make me a witness. Give me boldness and courage to utter your words of truth. 
that I will not fear anything that may come my way, even to the point of death, O oh God, that I will declare your words, O oh God, that I will use the power that you have placed in me, and Lord, you will keep filling me up. Lift up your voice in prayer, that God will make you a witness in your workplace. God will make you a witness in your home. God will make you a witness in your family. God will make you a witness in your marriage. God will make you a witness at your school, that you'll be fearless because God has made you a witness. In the name of Jesus, pray for the spirit of boldness to the Declare the words of truth uh, to proclaim the gospel and make that gospel be backed up with power and signs and wonders and miracles when you speak in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lastly, we want to pray, God, keep me connected. Be plugged in. Keep me plugged into the source of power, which is your Holy Spirit. Lord, do not let anything distract or take me away from your spirit. May I continue to be plugged in, to be of use for your work wherever i go lift up your voice in prayer in the name of jesus 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 when you stay plugged in and he pulls out his spirit up everything that is dry in your life will begin to turn into a fruitful field and those fruitful fields will turn into a forest why? Because the Spirit of the Lord has been poured out, and you remain plugged into the Spirit. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Make our ministries fruitful. Make our marriages fruitful. Make our parenting fruitful. Make our academic journey fruitful. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because you are empowering us. Why? Because you are strengthening us. In the name of Jesus. Your presence is heaven to me. presence for your presence is heaven to me Lord to me all we desire is your presence your presence Lord your
the presence of heaven over your people rain down the glory of heaven over us Lord your word says that in your kingdom there is no pain anyone that is experiencing pain may the presence of heaven fall in your kingdom there is no sickness God anybody that is experiencing any kind and form of sickness whether it be cancer, whether it be diabetes, whether it be hypertension, whatever, Lord, we have even accepted as part of our identity. Lord, let healing take place right now. In your kingdom, there is riches, oh God. May you pour it on the bosom of your people, God, in our homes, Father God. Your word says that our sons and daughters shall be blessed when your spirit is poured out, Father God. May our children be blessed in the city and out of the city. And wherever their feet will tread, oh God, may they be kings and queens to the glory of your name because of your presence. We thank you for the experience and the encounter of heaven here today. Holy Spirit, we bless you for your power that has been released. Lord, we walk in it, we live in it, we bathe in it, we do everything in your power. And Father God, may your power cause us to be triumphant. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us. We pray you were blessed. Please don't forget to click on the other episodes to continue in your journey with us. Don't forget to also share and follow this podcast. May the good Lord bless you.